Good afternoon. Welcome back to Mayor's Minutes. Uh, I'm Mayor Neil Perry, and I'm glad to have you back. It is Wednesday, November 30th. I can't believe I'm saying that, right? This is the last day of November. Tomorrow is the first day of December. I'm joined in studio by Suzanne Doherty, who's our assessor. And we're going to shortly have our chief administrative financial officer uh, on the line. But um, tomorrow is the first day of December. It is. Now, you're married into the Irish family, right? Yes. So do you know what you're supposed to say tomorrow morning before you get out of bed? Before you put your feet on the floor. On the first of every month, you're supposed to say what? Nancy, do you know? I knew this. Rabbit, rabbit. rabbit. Don't ask me what it means, but my mother told me it cuts the bad luck. So before your feet hit the floor on, on the first of the month, you say rabbit, rabbit. Bully cuts to the bad luck. So for the viewing public, feel free to use that. We're waiting for Maggie to um, get to her house, but uh, we've got a couple interesting things we want to talk about first. So we're going to go to the slides first. And then we'll come back to them again at the end, Carolyn, if that's okay. So, yeah, we want to talk about the Methuen Christmas tree. So I want to thank all the people who voted on Facebook um, and on the survey. 91% of the people picked one specific tree. That was tree number three. And it is now officially up at the loop. Uh, it's in the midst of being decorated. <clears throat> and it's going to look fabulous. And the next slide... Uh, ties into that. So we have our tree lighting at the Loop this coming Sunday, December 4th, from 4 to 8 p.m. No, Kane's Chicken won't be open yet, um, <laughs> but they're being built. They are. And, and I'm told they have a fanatical following, Suzanne. So um, 15,000 likes on Facebook when uh, we had our, our restaurant week. Um, the guy who helped me with it, Jerry, put out that Kane's Chicken was coming to Methuen. Got 15,000 likes in about an hour. Yeah. Said. I never even heard of them. So, not the first, right? Taco no. John's coming too. Right? No, I yeah. know. The so. only canes I know, there is one in Boston, so yeah. I do know that. So. Yeah, so Good. back to slide. Sorry, we throw MCS. So, this Sunday at the Loop, and this, uh, I, hope, I hope many of you went last year, even if you didn't. So, there are, there's going to be live music, there's carols being sung, there's sleigh rides, there's pictures with Santa, there's pony rides. There's interactive games, there's story time, there's the holiday train ride, uh, there's a food truck, and so much more. Um, you know, and, and by the way, I want to say this while we're on the slide. Uh, we also want you to, to um, take advantage of the shops at the Loop while you're there, because you know, there's fabulous places there. Um, I went to uh, the wine tasting event that happened last Saturday after the Christmas parade at... Um, two Saturdays ago, please, uh, at One Stop Liquor. Fantastic. What a business. And the prices are better than the Hampshire State Liquor Store. They're excellent. So if you're thinking about gifts, uh, uh, next week I'm going to have John Silva on the show from One Stop, and he will start telling you about all the stuff he had in the store. But I was thrilled to see so many people come out to the wine tasting, and there was some tasting of some other spirits as well. But um, what a marvelous store and a marvelous addition to the loop. Uh, Kane's Chicken, like we said, is coming but you've got places that are there. Crumble Cookies, uh, Crumble Cookies. And I'm pleased to announce that um, in the January timeframe, there will be virtual golf at the Loop 2 with a pub and everything. And so we're really looking forward to that. That's, that's something the mayor has been chasing for a couple of years here. And, and kudos to the Loop for doing it. Um, they've got a couple from Andover who's setting up this uh, eight-bay um, virtual golf station. I told them you ain't going to have enough bays. Right, you're going to need yeah, more bays pretty soon, yeah. and um, so it'll also have a pub there as well. Uh, so great opportunities that's coming before the end of January. Um, but you know, while you're at the Loop, 
please make sure you, you go to some of the stores. I started talking about crumble cookies. Uh, we got to keep them out of my house, <laughs> right? Because some of those, uh, I don't know if you, have you ever been to Crumble? I have, yes. They have a different menu every week. Yeah, nice and it's warm, just warm cookies. Unbelievable. Yeah, what's better than warm cookies <laughs> and milk, right? So, so uh, the loop tree lighting this Sunday from 4 to 8. I think we have a slide in Spanish, too. Illumination del Arbol en Methuen, right? And a loop. El Domingo 4 de Diciembre, right? From 4 to 8, uh, all the same things. Um, music, sleigh rides, you name it. Um, so come on out and join us, um, and I'm sure you'll have a great time. Um, we do, and I'm sure you will. And here's the setup. So just, you know, and this is looking at it from um, the front. You know, you can see the... Um, I call it the moat, that's the incorrect terminology, but the water in the front of the loop there. So you can see where the stations are. So um, this map, which will be available when you get there, tells you where everything, the big number one is where the tree is gonna be, right? Which is directly on the island in front of Marshalls. Um, and then, you know, all throughout you've got, I can't read the numbers here, but story time I think is number two. Yeah. Uh, number three is pony rides in the back behind uh, loft. Uh, then you've got the sleigh rides is number four, which is right in front by Crumble, etc. And I won't go through them all, but it, it, it literally tells you we will have obviously have outdoor bathrooms. Um, and normally we do have something between um, uh, the sub shop. Why can't I think of the sub shop? Oh, my goodness. It's tough to get all uh, between <laughs> between the five at the bottom, uh, which is margaritas and um, yeah, the sub place. Why can't I think of the name? Anyways, uh, that's where Raising Cane is being built right now, right in the middle there. Right? So it doesn't show the construction. Um, the official tree lighting is at 645 if you're the one that wants to be there for the lighting. Um, but the event is from 4 to 8 p.m. Come on down. See your neighbors. See your friends. Uh, get outside. Sing some Christmas carols. Join us. There'll be lots of activities for you to do. Um, and kudos. I want to say kudos to Steve Angelo, Bill Manzi and all the others who helped put this event together. It's going to be an awesome event like it always is. Okay, then I wanted to move on to uh, something we have Monday, just a reminder, and we're going to repost about this. So National Grid did call me again today to confirm. So they will be at the Senior Center on Monday, December 5th, and the mayor will be there as well from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And this is for Methuen resident seniors only, right? If you're not a senior or you're not a Methuen resident, it's not applicable, unfortunately. Um, so National Grid's going to be there. Make sure you bring your most recent National Grid bill. They're going to talk to you about all the different avenues you have, payment plans, uh, other things to avoid having your electricity turned off. And we're also going to have um, two fabulous employees from the city of Methuen there, uh, Kelly Townsend and Jasmine Nunez, who are going to talk to you about how you can apply for the 400000 in aid that the city put aside that at my recommendation, uh, for our resident seniors. Because I'm going to repeat it again. Um, in this city, there's no reason for any of our seniors to have to choose between uh, paying your rent, uh, heating your home, and food to eat. And that 400 k will help our seniors get through this winter, um, especially with the rising energy prices, right? 64% uh, on national grid. We will also have, and I think i got another chart. we got it in Spanish as well. Yep. Is the same thing, but if you go one more, uh, also in addition to National Grid and the city being there, we will have Greater Lawrence Community Action Council. So this is my appeal to you if you're a senior in this community. 
Most of our seniors are very proud and don't want to ask for help. Uh, there's nothing wrong for asking for help. These avenues exist just to help you. And so, for, as an example, the 400000 that we put aside, um, one of the conditions is that you apply for um, the home heating assistance. Even if they decline you, that you apply for it. And that makes you eligible for the, some of the 400000 that the city's put aside. But we have National Grid there to work with you. And we have Greater Lawrence Community Action Council. And if you're a new applicant, make sure you bring your income verification, your Social Security and your pen- or your pension, a photo ID, and a bill that shows your housing costs, your rent or mortgage receipt, right? And if you're just recertifying, uh, bring all your documents that day. So um, Great Lawrence Community Action Council is also going to have... So when you go into the um, senior center, into the ballroom, we're going to have multiple stations set up for National Grid. We're going to have Great Lawrence Community Action Council um, for RAFT, which is rental assistance, um, for the LIHEAP, the low-income, that's what I was trying to think of, low-income heating assistance program. And hopefully you saw in the news that um, the governor solicited and received, um, I think it's about $130 million more in LIHEAP money for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. And then you have the city with the 400000 So there is nothing wrong with coming to this event and asking us to help you. That's what it's there for. Because, again, in this city, um, nobody should have to choose between heating their house paying their rent or mortgage, and, you know, getting food. We've got avenues for everything. Um, We also, even though we haven't asked them to be there, because I think it's going to be a little bit crowded, we have Methuen Cares um, still running, still able to provide food if you need food. Um, So we've got to start touting that a little bit more again. So for this winter, with the rising prices, and everything's rising, I I I don't know if it was you I was talking to, uh, maybe Maggie, I was talking about lettuce. Have you seen the cost of lettuce? The cost of <laughs> lettuce is through the roof. It's like for, for a, a box of, of heads of lettuce, it's like 100 bucks. It's outrageous. We talked right? about bread. We bread. bread four, yeah. You and I talked about bread. Bread is for something, a, a loaf now. I, I, every Sunday when I go to the market, <laughs> I get transfixed standing in front of the, the bread. You know, I'm like, ooh, is there something else in here that I should know about? Yeah. So, so don't forget, Monday, December 5th, and by the way, there will be free coffee and donuts and muffins provided by the mayor's office for anybody who comes on down. So uh, please, and I'm, I'm asking you, please, um, don't be too proud. Come down and ask for help. That's what it's there for. That's why we do these things, and we can help you. And th- the next time, I need to look in the camera? All right. Um, so what age th- the next slide shows the... Um, the income eligibility, the heating and electricity assistance for seniors, and this is the LIHEAP program, so go one more. Yeah. And I know that's hard to read, but if your family size is one, your income can be up to 42411 Family of two, 55461 Family of three, 68511 Family of four, 81561 And a family of five, 94, nine, uh, excuse me, 94610 So, um, you need to apply, you can be in that income guideline. So a family of five making $94,000, which most people say, well, that's pretty good. You know, that's a struggle to feed a family of five and pay rent, right? You have to meet the income guidelines. You have to apply for raft assistance for your utilities. um, And you have to demonstrate an immediate need. This is Greater Lawrence Community Action Council, this is, right? So, um, So come on down. 
Monday, December 5th, and talk to um, National Grid, talk to Greater Lawrence Community Action Council, and talk to, last but not least, our fabulous employees from the city of Methuen, Kelly Townsend uh, and Jasmine Nunez from HHSI, and they're going to tell you how you can apply for that $400,000. And that's a great thing because, to me, those multiple things together can help get some of our seniors through the winter. So please, come on down and um, at least ask us, talk to us about you know, some of the options available to you. It's All right, 60, the, 60, 60 years old? 60, 60, yeah, 60 year old, thank you, Suzette. So you have to be 60 years old and a resident of Methuen, and you have to show, you have to have proof of residency, right? So 60 years old and proof of residency in the city of Methuen. So come on down, Monday, December 5th, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the uh, Senior Center. And if you're watching this, just come on down. Even if you're not going to apply, come on down and have a cup of coffee with the mayor and a muffin. All right, so the main focus of this show is uh, this is the end of November. It's tax season. Otherwise, I wouldn't have the assessor on the show, <laughs> right? Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about tax classification um, and how the whole thing comes together. Uh, we're kind of stalling time here to make sure Maggie can get to the, the... Did we get her there yet? No? Is Maggie there yet? No. Okay. So... Um, uh, we're going to talk about our FY23 tax classification because I think the news is relatively good. But I want, you know, what I asked Suzanne and Maggie to do this show, I want to make sure people understand taxes. And I want to start by saying, so last year, our tax rate went down. Um, for most people, for me, as a homeowner in the city of Methuen, my taxes went up. And the primary reason for that, as you know, Suzanne, is the value of my property was assessed higher, right? Um, and Gosh, that's yeah. pretty standard for most of the country right now, I yes, would say, yes. right? Well, values have been increasing. increasing. Right? Now, so I don't want people, so the value of property is still up, even though we've started to have kind of a, a slight little yeah, pullback. Pullback. Yes. Right? Definitely. So, says I should that. have sold my house earlier this year, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When the guy came across the street and said, I'll sell this for 700000 yeah. today. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so um, while well, wait for Maggie, a, a little bit on, um, okay, uh, and I just got the sign that Maggie's here, so we're going to bring her on, too, and introduce her virtually. Hello, Maggie. Hi, how are you? Good. I apologize for being late. That's okay. That's all right. Uh, it was a tough drive in the rain, I'm sure. It was, yes. Yeah. All right, so uh, we just stalled a little bit and did some commercials until you got here. Um, Appreciate that. Uh, but I want to say, I want to say, I want to stop by saying kudos to MCS. This is far easier, um, far easier than the last time we used to do the Zoom kind of things. Uh, uh, when yeah, that was yeah. in my control, I had to hit a button with the computer. It was, it was chaos. So um, uh, Maggie Dupre, who's on the screen, is our Chief Administrative and Financial Officer. Uh, welcome to the show. And we have Suzanne here in studio. And we're talking all about uh, the FY23 tax classification. So I don't know if you guys had anything you want to say before we jump into the slides. Maggie, anything you'd like to say? Uh, no, I think what we're, what we're trying to bring across here is uh, ultimately good news. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, you know, I think the thing that's really driving this conversation is how much the values have gone up. Yeah. And I, I think you were, you were already speaking to that. So. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's a lot of good information here. So if we want to jump right in. Yeah. So we have the first slide shows the total taxable value in the city of Methuen. And Suzanne, I don't know if you want to talk about that. So these are the 
the five different categories of taxables, if you will, and maybe talk a little bit about each one of those. Well, the word classification comes from um, how property is classified under the state guidelines. So class one is the residential uh, nut, which uh, for Methuen is 88% of our overall um, commercial, industrial, personal property and residential. Uh, we do not have any class two, which is open space. Usually not very many communities do have that. Yeah. Uh, it's more like rural communities that have um, land that ha can't, doesn't qualify for Chapter 61 or anything yeah. like that. Um, class three would be commercial, you retail, um, uh, business, small businesses, large businesses. Um, and then we have class four, which is industrial, um, which we do have um, a small percentage, almost 3%. Um, yes. in the city. And then personal property. Most of that comes from um, businesses. It is a commercial classification. Um, and if you have a business in town, believe it or not, the, the state um, taxes you on the desk and the chair and Got everything it. else. Yeah, all the things. So yes. let me ask a couple of questions to both of you while we're looking at it. So, um, so from, from my perspective, uh, this tells me that 88% of the taxable properties in the city are residential. That's an increase from last year, Slight, yes. which is going the wrong way. We want that to go yeah. the other way, yeah. I think. Um, and the commercial, even though the values of it went up, so I'm looking at the chart, reading the chart for the residents. The value of the commercial properties in the city was $523 million last year, and now it's $543 million. So even though the value has increased 3.77%, the, the taxable percentage, if you will, so if you took 100% of all the taxes, things that are taxable in Methuen, mm -hmm. we went from 7.6 to 6.79. That's despite the efforts of uh, bringing in Factorial, who hasn't even started to count yet. They won't start until next year. But that's why we have to do more of those deals like Factorial, right? Better to bring, bring more commercial. commercial. Yeah. yeah. It, yep. it makes for a more vibrant community, um, yeah. more services. It's just a good thing. But our value of residential property is $7 billion, if I read that correctly. Up $1 billion from In last one year. year. That's wild. Over, so one, over $1 billion. Yeah. And uh, I'm not going to put you on the spot. How much, a lot of that new growth or? Uh, no, a lot of it is valuation. Um, yeah. And a lot of it actually came from a multifamily um, housing it. stock, yeah. and a lot of it actually came from some personal property uh, utilities that we value. Uh -huh. um, the, the big utility companies have a lot of personal property. That's how they deliver services to everyone. Right. Um, that increased uh, about $20 million, right. I believe. So. So, so the message for the, the people in the community is um, the value of residential real estate, taxable real estate, is up a billion dollars. It's over a billion. It's one, yeah. 1.03, if I read that correctly, right? Mm -hmm. So almost 18%. The value of commercial taxable property is up 4% from 523 million to 543 million. Um, industrial is up 9%, and personal property is up 25%. That's wild. Um, so, um, and those right hand side, so all the taxes generated in the city of Methuen, so 88% of it will come from residential real estate. Uh, almost 7%, 6.79% will come from commercial, 228 will come from industrial, and 283 will come from personal property. That's interesting. Mm. So, okay, next slide. So this is a graph that shows the comparative values by class. And you can see that we're stilted here in Methuen. 
So we definitely need to do more in the ways of commercial. We are starting to make some inroads, but we're at 88% of our taxable income comes from residential uh, taxes. So just a graph of what you saw on that first. Um, and then you saw your, that's year to year. So the red is the previous year, the blue is the current year. So while our commercial value didn't go down, um, our residential definitely increased, right? Yes. Huge. Okay. And then the next chart, I'll, I'll let either you or Maggie explain. This is the valuation by class. Um, so you get your FY23 value on the top and your FY22 value on the bottom. And then it's split up by residential. Residential is the red. Uh, open space is the yellow, so there's none. Uh, commercial is the blue striped. Uh, industrial is the green triangle. And personal property is it's just another way of looking at the previous chart yes. all lumped together. Yes, uh, that's right. It, it kind of gives a better view of exactly what you were saying, of that residential yeah. takes up so much of it. It's just kind of a different way to look at it in comparison yeah. to each other. Yeah, how the 100% is chalked up, right? right. Okay, right. so now, Maggie, since you're talking to us, I'm going to let you talk on the next slide, which is the levy limitation calculation. And before we do this, I want to talk a little bit, Maggie, I'd like you to talk a little bit about um, uh, the relationship between budget and uh, taxes and the shift. So a lot of people believe that they're going to tune in. December 5th is the public hearing, Maggie, right? Correct. Yeah. So a lot of people believe they're going to either see the finance subcommittee tonight or the... Um, and that they're going to hear councils select what the tax rate is. And I know that's wrong, so can you please explain that a little bit for the audience, please? Absolutely. So um, the, the tax rate is not set at this time. This, the tax rate is set at this time, but it, the amount that's levied, the amount that's needed for us to raise in order to run the city, that's decided during the budget process, which is in the spring. When we come down to this time of year, what we're looking for the council to do is we say, okay, this is the amount that you agreed to levy. Now we have the opportunity to shift where the bearing of that, um, of, of the amount of levy comes from. And so that's what we're asking them to do within this tax classification. They're able to, instead of having one single tax rate across all of those categories that Suzanne uh, spoke about earlier, they're able to shift the burden off of the residential and more onto the commercial industrial personal property. And that's something that historically Methuen has chosen to do. Uh, the state has approved us to do the full shift again this year. Um, and so that's what we're moving forward with that conversation. That's going to be the conversation on Monday. That's what they're choosing as to whether or not to shift the burden or to keep the, the burden um, across the board evenly. Right. Um, that does have an effect on what people are see on their tax bills, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But they don't have the opportunity to change the amount that we're levying. We have to raise a certain amount of money. And so that bucket doesn't change. That's part of right. the budget process. Right. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, so we're going to go to the next slide. Having done that, we're going to go to the FY23 levy limit calculation. And uh, even though Suzanne probably can't see it in the room, um, I'm going to let either one of you explain this chart because... Um, 
looks like ants on the screen to me from here. So I can sure. see. Sure, I'll jump in and Suzanne, if you wanna, if you wanna jump in after me, that would be fine too. Sure. Um, so what this is basically doing, this is the calculation of the absolute maximum that we're allowed to raise in a year. So this, the state has a two and a half percent cap on what we're allowed to increase from the prior year, uh, and so that what you can see here is uh, at the top that's where we had a levy limit that was the max that we could raise last year and so that's where you always start is where the prior year was and so then you could see there's a two and a half percent increase that's the absolute max that we're allowed to increase it plus any new growth so what you're seeing here is that we're registering a little over 1.6 million dollars in growth which is actually about half a million, a little over half a million dollars more than we had uh, budgeted for in, in anticipation this spring. So that's a great thing because anything that comes over that gives us a little bit more of that space. So our levy limit for 2023, the absolute max that we can levy is uh, just under $105 million. The number here that, you really, that I really wanna point out is at the very bottom. It says excess levy capacity. So basically that's the amount of money, the 820,000 is about, is the amount of money that we could tax that we're not taxing. So that's the space between what we are actually raising and what we're allowed to raise. So there is a gap there of almost a million dollars right. this year. Correct. Anything you want to add, Suzanne? Um, Maggie covered that well. She did. Yeah, she, did. she pretty good at this. Huh? Well, it's the prop two and a half. A lot of people are mis in the misconception that their taxes, personal taxes can only raise be raised two and a half percent, and that right. isn't the case. It's the whole city levy that it's they're 2%, raising. Two and a half percent. Yes. So talk a little bit, uh, ladies, about growth, the growth. So the growth category. And I just want to make sure everybody's on the same page. So our FY22 growth was higher, Maggie, I heard you saying, it, uh, it's pleasing to me, was higher than we had estimated, which is a good thing, right? So explain why that's a good thing. Suzanne, you had a big piece of the growth. Do you want to... It, it allows us to raise more money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it comes from improvements and things that are happening in town that are increasing. Um, it's, it's any um, new buildings. Yep. Um, a, lot of it, a lot of this did come from the uh, personal property utility growth that we yep. had done appraisals on. Um, it just helps the city run without burdening, burdening the residents. The residents. Yeah. Yeah. So a good news story there on yeah. that slide. Okay. <laughs> So, um, and Maggie, you kind of did this, but at the mayor's urging, you put in a slide that says, what is tax classification? And, and I, I wanted you to put this in because uh, so many people think that they watch the city council meeting on, oh, I shouldn't say the council, the public hearing on December 5th, and then the council's going to determine what the tax rate is. And so you said a little bit earlier, you know, how city council really votes to approve the shift what the level of the shift is. So talk a little bit about this slide, if you could, Maggie, just to reinforce. Sure. So this is what I was talking about earlier, where the, Mass the state of Massachusetts allows uh, the city to shift the tax burden. And instead of having one tax rate across the board, we're able to shift it so that it takes some of the burden off the residential and puts it onto the commercial, industrial, and personal property. Um, and so there's a limit on how much you can do that. It's 1.75. And so there's a calculation that we'll look at uh, after this slide. But it's really just that is the portion that the council will be voting uh, for on Monday night and that we'll be discussing more in the public hearing. Right. What they're not voting for 
is how much to tax. Yep. That number is already set based on the budget. Yeah. So now, now, um, did you have something you want to add? No. Okay. So I want to get to the slide that talks about. So when you take, uh, and, and this is so. And we're going to give some examples, I know, because it makes a difference whether you work in, you live in a $300,000 house or you live in an $800,000 house, but the one, it's a, a drastic difference. But this slide talks about um, the increase in value year over year. So last year, an average single-family home in Methuen, average, was 392186 right, Suzanne? Yes. And it's risen to, in this year, the average value is 459925 almost an 18% increase in, in value, yes. right? So, um, and, and from a condominium perspective, an average value last year in Methuen was 307560 This year it's 343383 which is almost a 12% increase. And the Whopper is an average two to three family home was 430,179 last year in Methuen and has risen to 533,960. That means an average three family home in the city of Methuen, on average, not all, two or three, two or three, mm -hmm. is worth, is assessed at $533,963. That's almost a 25% increase in value. And those are, those values are really what's driving some of the things that we hear people talking about, right? Well, it, so. It's quite an increase. It, it shows some good things. It shows that, um, you know, Methuen is a desirable community and Correct. people want to live here. So. Right. It also shows that um, um, if, you're, if you're in the process of selling your home, you're, and, and maybe I'm mistiming it by two months, but you're still in pretty good standing here. One would think. Yeah. It, the the yeah. economic factors are... Yeah. Rearing their head. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they are. They're all rearing their head. All right. So, um, so we take that with the slide. We go to the next slide, which talks about, and, and the residents won't be able to read it. Uh, I don't know if you want to take this and basically take a look. at So, Maggie, maybe if you could start us. So, what I did, what, what I think you did here was, oh, was break shift. down what the shift would do. Um, again... Um, whether we went to the full shift or not, if council votes for the full shift, the tax rate could be expected to be in this range or, uh, you know, the value, uh, the price you pay would be in this range, whereas if they went for a different shift, here's the cost associated with it, right? I, I do want to say that the, those averages that we just spoke about yep. does not mean that you're, if you have a two or three family, your taxes are going up 25%. Correct. So this, this will factor now into the shift of how city council decides to share the burden. If, if the city needs to raise more money than they did the previous year and everything else stays the same, maybe you don't get an uh, influx of state money or if you get more or less or whatever, it does mean that people's taxes will generally rise because the city needs to raise more money than they Correct. did the prior year yep. if everything were to stay the same. Yep. But, so, uh, Maggie, can you talk, start talking a little bit about this, the impact on residential bills that proposed levy? Absolutely. So this is this is exactly what you said. I'm trying to show here uh, with each one of these categories what the shift does. So what what we're proposing, uh, or I should say, what historically we have done as a city is 
shifted, done the full shift is what they call it, meaning we've shifted as much as we can. And you could see in the uh, CIP factor, that means we went to 175. So right. you can see there at the bottom, that would mean an increase on, again, we're looking at a one family average um, valued home would be an increase of $263. Yeah. What I wanted to show here for council specifically was that if you go up to the top of that chart and you say, okay, your CIP factor is now 100, which basically means we have one tax rate across the board for residential, commercial, industrial, et cetera, um, which is an option for, for the shift, that residential would go up $870 in the same situation. Right. So what I'm really trying to show here is that column all the way over to the right, the increased number, is to show, okay, as you shift up, because they can choose somewhere in between, right. as you shift up more back onto residential, then the cost of the uh, tax for those properties, the, the cost to the taxpayer of those properties right. is gonna go up as well. Right, So, and, and I'm gonna steal some thunder here. So if I look at uh, the 175 for one family, um, mm -hmm. if we went with a full shift, that would say that our tax rate would be 11.70? Yes. That's correct. Right. And this year it was 13.05, correct? Correct. Okay. So I'm, I'm trying to point that out. So um, if I'm a residential homeowner, I'm trying to make this as transparent as possible. Um, a resident, especially in a city where 88% of the tax dollars comes from residential, it's more beneficial to a homeowner that we do the full shift. Correct statement? Yes. Yeah. So, and I think yes. you can see that from the chart. I, I know I'm asking some obvious questions, but I really want people to understand that because I think all too often people don't understand the difference between the assessed value driving the property mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, people say, hey, my taxes went up. Yes, fair statement, right? Um, largely because the value of your property is significantly increasing, right? Mm -hmm. um, and. You know, if there was a magic pill to solve that, I don't know of it yet. Do you? I do not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, um, you know, it's it's a good news, bad news story, right? So, uh, I think you know what you said. It shows that Methuen is a desirable location to live. Um, that we're getting more people living in Methuen. That the value of the residential property we have is on the rise. Mm -hmm. um, of course, you know, you could sit here and say, well, the same thing is true for many cities in in this environment that the, the price of real estate, the assessed value, I should say, not the price, has gone significantly up, right? Yes. In Massachusetts, it's 100% full fair market value. Right. Your assessed value should be what you could get on the open market. Right. Um, we, we can't do anything else. <laughs> right. Okay. So moving on, keep it going with the slides, and uh, Maggie, back to you. So we have the same slide that we showed for residential for commercial. So if you own a business... In the city of Methuen, um, the value of the property went from 362 to 385, um, which is a six percent, six and a half percent change, mm -hmm. and the median industrial value is uh, up 16 percent. But if you go to the next slide, which is just like the previous slide, where the rubber hits the road, right? Again, based upon the shift. So starting at the bottom, where Meg, if the full shift at 175 was voted on by the council, if that's what they agreed to, um, businesses would be paying 
5.3% uh, less in taxes this year than last year. Because their Correct values statement? have not risen as, as much. much as the Correct. residential. Right. And then yes. on the, on the mm -hmm. industrial, it would be uh, up 195. I got it right in front of me. I'm looking at the screen. So um, I think the illustration here, and Maggie, it's fair to say that you and I are on the same page. We're going to recommend to city council the full shift. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, but Even I want with to, the full shift, the commercial is going to see that benefit. So absolutely. Yeah. And we say that because we believe it's the fairest for the residents and the businesses in the city. Uh, but but I want to be straightforward. Council has a voice in this, and the voice they have is in determining what their shift is. Right. So the, we make a presentation where we recommend uh, we're going to recommend in the fifth the full shift, um, and then uh, council has an opportunity to ask questions and to. You know, some of these shots will answer those questions and start to, you know, uh, inform discussions on what we're going to do for taxes. So um, let's see. Uh, I got one question. Are you going to have a representative from Mass Save on the show soon? Uh, yes, we are. All right. Um, so, um, you know, when you look at this, I think there's a good news Kind of sort of a good news story. So the tax rate itself has dropped from 1305 to 11.72. Um, having said that, if council agrees, and I want to go back two slides to the, the slide that had the tiny ants on it, the impact on residential bills at proposed levy. Great job. Great job, yeah. MCS. You're way ahead of me. Um, even though it's hard to read. So this is the slide that, that um, our residential folks need to focus on. If you live in a condo and... Council votes for the full shift on average, and I keep wanting to say on average, your tax rate would be 11.70, and your increase would be, on average, $4. $4. $4. Um, uh, for a two to three family, and I don't know if I could, at 175, the tax rate at 11.7, uh, the increase would be $634. So the biggest impact on the multifamily homes mm -hmm. Um, and, and I keep wanting to say in this, an average family home, right? Because we've got um, some examples, I think, coming up, Maggie, uh, to talk about, well, what if my house isn't, you know, the average price, right? So what if it's, it's different, right? Um, so this page is all about the shift. Uh, again, we're, we're recommending that, um, that council go with the full shift. Uh, if council was to go with a shift of 170, uh, your tax rate would be 11.79 for one family, and your average increase would be $304, right? Uh, in a condo, your increase would be $35, and in a multifamily, it would be $682. So this table is, is there to help both the counselors and the residents be part of an informed decision mm -hmm. about the process that we're making here, right? Uh, we are inflationary times. There's not, we, we talked while we wait for Maggie about the cost of lettuce and the price of bread. Um, uh, so everything is more expensive, right? And that factors into, you know, when people say, the, the budget we do. And I'm going to bring up the, the, the five-letter word, trash, because I know people love to bash it. So that's the reason we're doing some of the trash things that we're doing. So when you look at the factors affecting how we operate the city, one of the biggest single factors over the last five years has been the exponential increase in hauling. And any trash hauling is, um, any trash hauler, I should say, is going to want to take as much away as you want. 
And Methuen being the only city that had unlimited, tack, uh, unlimited trash is working against it. Um, you're going to see in the coming years that, that this trash program, which is starting to work, is going to work better for us. Um, uh, and that's going to help us keep our taxes down. And that's really kind of the focus of this show is, you know, what are the kind of things that are at your disposal to do to help keep taxes down? Well, some of them require change. And the trash program is a perfect example of that. Uh, and there are other things. And, uh, you know, I, I know that the general feel is that government spends too much money. Um, and I would tell you, if, if you take a look at how we've operated fiscally for the last three years, I think our track record shows that we're very conservative in our spending. And I think all the financial ratios and the bond calculations, they kind of add into that and say, we're on the right path here, right? Um, but, you know, I'm going to take a, a five-second break from trash talk and tax talk <laughs> and remind you that, you know, uh, we understand that some of our residents need help. And that's why we put that $400,000 aside. Uh, that's why I recommended to City Council we do it. That's why we're doing this session uh, Monday, December 5th at the Senior Center. Uh, we want our seniors to come out and uh, let us know how we can help you, right? Uh, don't, don't be too proud to come down and participate in that session. I'm hoping to see about 100 people there, right? Because we put the $400,000 aside. We're going to have Greater Lawrence Community Action Council there for Raft and LIHEAP. We're going to have National Grid there to kind of help you with the bills because um, we understand um, I would sit here as your mayor and tell you, you don't see a 64% increase in any of the numbers we're proposing to you, right? And that's the part that gets my blood boiling, right? I, I get it that costs are increasing. Uh, does National Grid have to go up? Yes, they do. Do they have to go up 64%? Your mayor doesn't buy that, right? And so that's why we're trying to do some of these things to defray some of the costs. So let's keep going. We've got one more slide, and I think, uh, Maggie, I don't know if you want to kind of talk to this one. This is the last slide. It talks about... Um, you know, um, assuming the full shift, what happens to a single, you know, one family? And it kind of encapsulates last year and this year. So I'll shut up for a minute. Sure. No, I was just trying to show here uh, a little bit more detail of examples of whether, you know, if they were to choose the full shift, what that would mean for a single family residential um, and for commercial uh, and then if they were to choose uh, no shift and just having a single rate, what that would look like, again, for residential and commercial. I really wanted to show it this way so that you could see, you know, next to each other uh, what that effect would be. Yeah. Um, and you can see really the bottom line, the change there. You could see that the rate change for the single family. And uh, this is full shift, by the yeah. way. Uh, both the rate change for residential and commercial have gone down. Uh, 1.35 for the residential and 2.83 for the commercial. Um, and so both of those will see that benefit. Um, and commercial still go, has a reduction uh, with the full shift. So to me, that, that uh, makes most sense to go yep. that way, uh, to both take that off of the residential and for the commercial to see that benefit. If you go to the single shift, I mean the single rate, you'll see there that the rate actually still goes down 0.03 for residential, and it goes down 12.6 for commercial, and that's because right now and historically we've done the full shift. So not all, so it's not starting here. We're already shifted, so it would have to come all the way back, um, and so that you can see what that does between the full shift and the single rate, 
how big the, the increase would be for residential yeah. and what a savings that would be for commercial because again they'd, they'd get the benefit of that right change. right right so there's there's lots of huge great and um the salem new hampshire does a single tax rate right maggie they do yes yeah um and so um what, what i'm going to do uh for the fifth is we're going to put together um so I know Haverhill's tax rate is going to be around 11.75. They've already published. So, you know, and I want to talk a little bit about the rate. So while we're on this chart, 1305, that means you're paying a tax of $13.05 per thousand. Of assessed value. Of assessed value, right? So as the assessed value goes up, even though the tax rate is going down, the assessed value is your property is going up, um, and that's driving a change in your taxes, right? And I think I said this to you, uh, Suzanne, or Maggie, when we were putting the slides together. So my mortgage company actually sends me when the tax rate changes, mm-hmm. they actually tell me what happened, mm. right? They give me, a, and I, I know not a lot of companies do that, yes. right? Yeah. Um, so when you look at um, $11.70 per thousand, that's better than $13.05 per thousand. Yes. Yet the value of the property has risen so significantly mm-hmm. that it causes a slight increase in yes. the total amount of taxes. And I do just want to say something quick about when you get your bill and when you open it at the end of December. Whatever that increase is for fiscal 23 is retroactive back to July 1st because right. we're already halfway through fiscal 23. Right. So if you see a $300... So it looks like a larger number. Yeah, if you see $600 as a difference between your last year's actual tax bill... It's really only three. Yeah. And anybody can call the office. We have a simple, quick calculation that we can do and show you, you know, exactly what happened. Because yeah. the way we bill and the way the cycle is is very confusing. Yeah, and it is. A it lot is. of people don't understand. Yeah. That. Well, and, and so, you know, you brought up something that's very important. When the tax bills go out, it's usually the, hey, this is not what they said it was going to be, right? Nobody's average. <laughs> right. Well, that's the whole thing, right? And so if you, I, I think I started to say that if you want a $300,000 home, and, or you own a seven hundred, and I'm talking assessed value. Yes. The impact is eleven seventy per thousand on three hundred thousand is one number. Yeah. Eleven seventy per thousand on seven hundred thousand is yes. a much bigger number. And right? that's what assessing is is wants to do is we want to fairly and equitably spread the tax burden yeah. so that the people in the really big expensive houses pay the same proportion as the people in the smaller. Right. Right. Ones. So let's talk, um, you know, for seniors in the community, you know, where National Grid's going up 64%, what avenues are there there? You know, they say, well, 200 bucks doesn't sound like a lot, Mm -hmm. but it's a lot because I'm maxed. Mm -hmm. So what opportunities do some of our seniors have? Are there things that they can do? We do have several exemptions for seniors, either 65 or 70 with certain criteria. Um, The information is on our website, on our page. Um, It's an application process. We're actually open with the applications right until April for fiscal 23. So we take them right up until April 1st, and that would still apply to fiscal 23. We ask people apply prior to December so that they can get it actually automatically off their bill. But we do have a couple of those programs. Um, We do have a senior work-off program that um, the Senior Center administers for us. Um, And, you know, if certain people feel they have a skill that might benefit. Um, I think it's up to $500 you can get a credit off of your taxes. Um, Other than that, I don't know. And if you're not a senior, is there anything out there for people who aren't seniors? Unfortunately, there's not. No. (laughs) 
Um, yeah. Most of these are, st are state or home rule yep. petitions. Yep. Um, the the you know we're always looking at the different things that the city can adopt or go up on yep. on the certain um, limits that uh, some of them are, are just um, local options. Some of them aren't. So um, have to. And how about for people on that. disability or things like that? Unfortunately, um, other than veterans. Um, right. Yeah. So what's out there for veterans? Um, if you have a 10% or more service-connected disability, we have many programs okay. for veterans. Um, also, I'm sorry for um, blind, anybody that has a, um, a blind by the Mass Commission of the Blind, we have exemptions for. Um, for veterans, we do have um, um, uh, survivors of um, um, people killed in action. Um, but the veterans, anywhere from 10% up to 100%, um, is is some some pretty good benefits from the okay. city. They recently were doubled. Um, so should by they the call council. you? Or should they call Paul in the veterans office? Um, they can call Paul, but we're the ones that administer the program. So okay. we definitely. And again, this information is on the website yep. with what you need to have. You just need a certain paperwork from the VA. Um, and, and you know, we still get the people straggling in that don't know about it. Yeah. So that's a little frustrating. Yeah. That. Um, yeah. You know. There's well, certain criteria. You have to be in Methuen for so many years. You have to live, have lived in Massachusetts. So yeah. it's not just a carte blanche. But, um, well, and that's one yeah. of the reasons we're doing this show, right? Because yeah. I, I think, um, and I'm going to go back to what I said about, you know, the Monday, December 5th. I think a lot of times people aren't aware of all the avenues of help that are available mm -hmm. to them. Mm -hmm. So I, th I think they need to take advantage of it, right? So, uh, yeah. Maggie, I'm going to give you, we're, we're at uh, 11 minutes to go. I'm going to give you a, some free comments before I go to the questions. I only got one question so far. We stunned them with taxes. So, <laughs> so I would just say, um, you know, the stuff that we've gone over tonight, the slides uh, or, or a version of those slides, it is posted on our website under the public hearing uh, and under Monday's uh, city council meeting. So if you if you want to look at what we've talked about tonight, that is available there. Uh, and, and really just next steps. So we're going to discuss this at the Finance Committee uh, meeting tonight, uh, but really it goes to public hearing on Monday at 6 uh, in the Great Hall at City Hall, um, and then the, the City Council will be voting on that um, um, later on at, at 7 at the regular meeting. Uh, after that, we will, uh, once we have the shift that we're looking for, we will submit that to the state for them to uh, certify our tax rate. Uh, we're hoping to be able to do that next week and then uh, ultimately get those tax rates, uh, tax bills out by the end of December. Right. And again, I want to go back to what Suzanne said. It's important. When you see the tax bill, it's, it's you know, from July 1 forward, right? Yes. So when you open in December, you're not seeing the true number. You're seeing um, everything forward from, you're actually seeing two quarters, right? Yeah, everything has to be recouped. Over, the increase has to be recouped over two quarters, the right. third and the fourth quarter. Right. And that generally means that your bill will go down in July because right. the burden would, would be shifted over for the four right. quarters. Does um, every city do it the same way we do it? No. Some communities bill um, twice a year, but okay. mostly the more rural communities that are out um, in, in um, you know, Western Mass. Yeah. Um, but most, most do preliminary billing, and because there's no tax rate set, the preliminary yeah. billing has to be based on what was paid the previous year. And it actually says that on the, yes. I noticed it says yeah. preliminary, right? Yeah, yes. So. And there's no value on a preliminary bill. Right. If you want to compare your taxes, you take your actual bills that come at the beginning of the year. 
Billing a quarterly is a convenience. Right. If, if we build once a year, it would make life a lot easier for some of us. But yeah. um, it would be a bigger number. For yeah. Us. So it's yeah. all you're always, you know, adding and subtracting and equalizing yeah. and everything. So, uh, again, the, the biggest thing I want to say is, um, you know, the increase isn't by four. People will will get that bill and say, oh, my taxes went up 300. That means it went up 700 or 60. Yeah, 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 1200. Yeah, yeah. That's not correct. Yeah. Because um, it's. Two quarters yeah. in one. And the other thing is you have a good mortgage company if they do that for you because yeah. some of them don't. And they people do. that escrow taxes as well as homeowners insurance yeah. sometimes get shocked when they get this huge increase in their escrow and the companies will say, oh, it's your taxes. And then they call us and they say, my bill went up. You know, and we say, it's not the taxes. This is what your taxes are. You'll have to check with your homeowners because one right. year the homeowner rates just skyrocketed yeah. and we had a lot of activity yeah. regarding that. But yep. Yep. Okay. Um, so we got uh, one question for you, for the assessor. If someone's property is next to the wetlands and the wetlands is encroaching their property, is there still a tax decrease when that happens? Um, there can be um, a discount on your landline <coughs> depending on the impact, the influence of that on your property. Is it, does it encroach on your, your building envelope? Does it um, you know, distract from anything? Is it in part of your excess <coughs> land? Because in Methuen, the building envelope is, holds the greatest value of a property because you, it's the, the right to build a, a home on it. Yep. So you can always definitely contact us. We can have um, conservation look at it, look at the wetlands delineation. Um. Okay. So uh, I noticed Paul Jensen's watching. <laughs> it tells me who's watching. Hi, Paul. Um, and that reminds me to tell you that a week from tomorrow, I believe Paul, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, is our annual Veterans Christmas Party that uh, Paul instituted at the Merrimack Valley Golf Club, uh, sponsored uh, by the caterers, by the Veterans Service Office, a Merrimack Valley Golf Course, and the mayor. Um, and we hope to see as many veterans there. That's, I think, 6 o'clock next Thursday night, but we'll have a slider next Wednesday show to remind you. Um, I, I say that because Teresa said, is there a lighting of the Christmas tree event on Sunday at the Methuen Loop? Now I know you are late to come on to the show today, Teresa, because our very first slide was the tree <laughs> lighting. Can we put that up again, MCS, the tree lighting? Four to, Sorry. Four to eight? Four to eight, four to eight. at the Loop. There it is. So there you go, Teresa. Uh, lots of fun. A live music, caroling, sleigh rides, pictures with Santa, pony rides, interactive games, story time, holiday train rides, food trucks, and so much more. Um, four to eight, so come on out. The tree is fabulous, if I do say so myself. Um, so kudos to all those who voted, because it's it's really magnificent looking tree. It's got to be, at a minimum, 45 feet tall. So. It's, uh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to know how the DPW guys are putting the lights on because yeah. I don't want to be in the bucket up there putting the <laughs> lights with them. Uh, anything else, Maggie, um, uh, on taxes before we let it go? Come out to, come out to the public hearing, right? If you have yes, interest, sure. come on to the public hearing. It's, uh, the elevator's fixed at Searles <laughs> at City Hall. Uh, so the, um, the public hearing, which is intended to be done in front of the public, is okay. either on MCS or or you can come to City Hall, um, and that's Monday, December 5th at 6 o'clock, and then right. immediately followed by the City Council meeting at 7 o'clock. All right, did I say that correctly? That's All right. correct. Paul didn't say if I was right or wrong. I know he's watching, but uh, <laughs> I think, is there a police drive for 
food on Saturday to help fund the food bank for Methuen kids? Yes, it's police and fire. So there's a food drive, yes, um, to benefit Methuen Cares uh, this coming weekend as well. Um, so come on out. And, um, I want to say that, you know, um, you know we, we, we go through some tough times. These are inflationary times, and you and I were, again, talking about the price of lettuce and the price of bread. Um, but I'm always, um, I'm always uplifted by the generosity of the people that live in this city. When we did this event, this food drive last year, it was amazing to me how many people came out and gave like complete meals. And the amount of people that donate to Methuen Cares is just marvelous. Um, and, and I'm going to go back on the, the soapbox for a minute because, again, in this city with 53,000 residents, there is no reason for anybody to go hungry, to go without heat, or to go without a roof over their head. Um, and we're doing our best to try to help you in every way possible. So don't forget that event at the Senior Center, Monday, December 5th, 10 to 1. Don't forget the tree lighting, Sunday, December 4th, 4 to 8. Don't forget the Veterans Christmas Party, if you're a veteran, uh, is the 8th, December 8th, from 6 to, I think, 8, Paul. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, there's lots of good things. Um, you know, I think, that, you know, from my perspective, the news is relatively good on the tax front here. Right? I think we've done the right things financially to put the city in the stead that we need to put it in. Um, and while there will be an increase for most of us, and I'm a resident just like you, um, uh, you know, we're doing what we can on the government side to kind of keep those costs down, uh, but still provide you the services that you want. And so, um, you know, my, my message is tune in next week because next week we have... Uh, Joe Silva from One Stop Liquors. I know he's dying. He came on the show. I don't know if you remember Nancy, but he was on the show last year and he did a great job. Um, unfortunately, he did not bring any samples like <laughs> when we had Borelli's and uh, John Vargas from Bada Bing. Um, and, and I'm going to close with that. You, you got a lot of small businesses around here who give the shirt off their backs for our youth leagues, for everything, um, you know. I just named two guys, and they're just two. Kenny, Green, Kenny Greenwood at um, uh, Thwaites, um, uh, John Vargas at Bada Bing, Don Smeriglio at Borelli's, um, Coley and the team at the Irish Cottage, uh, the Fitzgeralds and Manns. These are the places where you should be shopping and getting your gift certificates for your families for Christmas. Because these are the merchants that are really helping this community stay afloat. Right? They do the things that that all of us need them to do, sponsoring teams. Um, and I go back to, uh, and I know it's going to raise the ire of some people, the night that the state brought those people into the days in, I, I turned to John Vargas because I hadn't been fed, and he said, man, don't worry about the cost yet. Let me get them fed. And in an hour, he had pizza and pasta up there. Those are the guys that are the backbone of this community. So when you're out Christmas shopping, don't forget those people. Don't forget the Joe Silvers at One Stop Liquors. All those people I just named, Shop local. Please, shop local. Our shows now, through the end of the year, um, will be focused on how you can help merchants in the city of Methuen. Right? So next week we're going to have Joe Silver and uh, one other merchant who we're working on uh, in the city of Methuen. And we hope you tune in. To Suzanne, I say thank you very much for what you do for the city. We appreciate it. Thank you. To Maggie, uh, thank you very much. Um, kudos for the bond rating and all the other things that you've had a hand in. Uh, I think the city is on a positive track, 
And we will be back here next week at 5 o'clock. Stay, stay dry out there. It's, it's one of those gloomy nights. Although, I will say it's 55 degrees. <laughs> so it's hard to get yourself a Christmas mentee, you know, if you're uh, out there Agreed. and it's raining and it's 55 degrees. But I'm told that a cold shot's coming in tomorrow. So we'll see about that. In the meantime, uh, God bless you all. Get your vax. Um, fourth, vaxes are still being given out. Gift cards for some vaxes at Melita Farms on Saturdays. Um, and we'll be back here next week. Take care.